welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt and taxes and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, with a love of fantasy books and funk, and a hatred of running more than three miles, Dave Denniston. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, this is the episode wrapping up season five, five years, five seasons we have been doing this podcast. I'd love to give a thanks to all of the guests who have um, been with me in this time, the uh, before COVID where we recorded episodes and after COVID. Some of my, my favorite people have come back, the Bo Blues and, and um, Josh Metal and so many other people that I have had the opportunity to get to know in in the the years since. And I wanted to use this episode just to to give you some some thoughts on where we are in the world right now and and maybe where medicine is and to give you some some personal updates on me and my plan. I am recording this episode in late September 2020. This should be coming out, I think, the last Friday in October, where we'll be wrapping up this, this season. And as we stand today, we've, we've gone through um, a good chunk of the pandemic, and things seemed really scary, and finances, a lot of physicians, for the first time ever, job security and lack of revenue, lack of production has become a thing. I imagine if, if you're like most of my uh, folks that I talk with, many physician friends and, and people that I work with, it seems like things are pretty back to normal for most of you and, and most of us for that matter. So hopefully you're, you're sitting here in a better spot. I hope that you really... This, this whole time has caused you to reflect on what's important to you. And, of course, there's our families and our health, our, 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 fi- our um, physical health, and, and there, there's our financial health. And this podcast, of course, is focused on a lot of the financial aspects of life, uh, but, but we can't forget the, the other ones. And I would just encourage you to continue not to lose sight of what is, is important to you in, in all of those realms, as well as your, your spiritual health. I, um, if you've listened to the episode, My Faith and My Finances, you'll know that I'm a man who, who believes in, in, um, in faith, in, in uh, making a difference in this world, and, and I hope that for you as well. As, as we look forward going from here, I really uh, want to reflect on, on thinking about the future. I think as we look going forward, in my opinion, 
and I've probably been saying this for a few years, but I feel it personally now more than ever that the pendulum swung way too far to hospital-based medicines and physicians with W-2s and um, physicians that, that were in private practices selling the hospital systems. And I would just encourage you to really consider whether that is a good fit for you long-term. I would encourage you to look into being an entrepreneur again. As we've heard in, in some of these episodes, there's a lot of hospital systems that are in trouble. I think we're going to look at years where physicians in the hospital system, the hospital system has to pay them a certain amount of money to keep them around, but there's going to be a lot more pressure on production. And as much as we've seen physician burnout be a thing, I would bet it becomes even more so for those that are our hospital-based systems. I think about past guests like Pamela Weibel and, and others like her who talked about starting your own practice and how you can start it so cheap to begin with. It doesn't have to be some some huge expensive thing. So I'd really encourage you to continue to think about that and a fit for for you and, and your situation if um, that might be something that you can do. Because if you're working for a hospital system, I believe there's a good chance you might be looking at pay cuts in the next few years as the the hospital systems really deal with pressure or maybe reduced benefits maybe maybe you end up having no match or less matches to your retirement plan and wouldn't it be better if we could really control our future now on top of of that of of being in medicine i think the one of the things i'm passionate about obviously is is not only owning your own practice but investing and starting other new business ventures outside of medicine. I look at past podcast guests like Carrie Reynolds. I looked her up on Facebook the other day and saw that she's now as a realtor in addition to being a physician. And I think working less in medicine and finding other passions that maybe pay more. As, as you all know, land has, has become that for me. And I experimented along the way to try a few different things to figure out what that can be. And for me, I'm not quitting my day job. I'm still doing what I do for, for my day job on top of the land business, on top of city building kit, the, the mobile gaming kit um, thing that, that we had bought a few years ago. As I look at the financial experiments that uh, I've done the last couple of years, I'm actually proud to say that I don't think any one of them really fell fell flat on its face and and just burned and crashed. I feel, as I look at the numbers, that it's been a huge investment of time. Um, probably out of my various experiments, the, the city building kit, um, mobile game thing, um, has been kind of the medium. As a matter of fact, this podcast for me has probably been my biggest money loser. Um, you, you may hear me 
on past podcasts promote books. I've purposely this season chosen not to do that for a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't have anything new to promote because I don't want to take the time to write about it. Um, if you have ideas for, for books that maybe I should write, I would be curious to check it out. Number two, um, what, what's interesting is this this podcast has been incredibly consistent in terms of, of the viewerships, even while I, I took time off. And um, But it's not like it's bursting at the seams and there's so much business coming my way in terms of product sales or book sales or whatever that really justifies me doing this every single week forever. I hope in the future that as I get past some compliance requirements that maybe I'll be more free to talk about everything on this podcast. I, I am constrained for compliance reasons on what I can and can't talk about. I choose to do this podcast as an outside business activity from my day job. And so there are certain things I can talk about on here and there's certain things I cannot talk about on this podcast because of that. And if I ever get to the chance where I can talk about more stuff, I think it gives me more reason to um, have the podcast more. So it's not going away. I am gonna do a sixth season. I really honestly missed this podcast in the time that I wasn't doing doing it in 2019. So all of 2019, I didn't do a single podcast. 2020, now I think this is number 26 or 27. I'm not sure where we're gonna be at by, by the time that um, we're done. Um, So the, the podcast and the, the book sales, there's still book sales that have happened, and I'm grateful to, to everyone that has invested in the knowledge, and certainly there's a lot of competition out there. I think about the White Coat Investor or Physician on Fire or people all, all in that space, which I'm guessing many of you that are listening to this perhaps listen to those podcasts or read those blogs, and I hope my voice is, is unique and different and gives you a different perspective rather than regurgitating the same things over and over and over that you hear on the other podcasts. Certainly my heart is for doctors and I wanna to continue to give back to the community, but just for something that's not making much in the way of, of money for me, I can't justify spending too much into it. So this continues to be a passion project for me and I hope you continue to join me along the journey. Um, city building kit, the the mobile gaming kit business that I acquired with a relative quite a while ago has um, continued to produce revenue and justify time being spent in that business. And it's uh, it's been interesting. It's been a really interesting journey in in learning about software and learning about a different business. And, and I really feel it's been, beneficial in really appreciating what the, the land business has been able to do for me. Uh, every single month in this business we acquired, there has continued to be revenue. The bad news is that that revenue, if you imagine a, a graph, imagine starting out with something where, oh, let's call it uh $5,000 a month or $4,000 a month. And that was the average baseline. Every year it's gone down a little lower 
And we've continued to pour money into development and trying to keep up with software changes and trying to make improvements to the software. And um, revenue has continued to slowly make its way down over the three or four years that we've had it. But there is still revenue coming in every month. And we got past the earnout phase where everything that's been coming to us now, we get to keep minus our expenses. So I think the, the lesson for me is, um, although I love mobile games, I play everything from, from Clash of Clans today to Lords Mobile to, to Forge of Empires and some other games. I still, still geek out on building type games that, um, that this space isn't for me. So my hope is by the time we get into next season, that that uh, by the end of 2021, that I will have sold this business with my relative and we, we cash out on it and move on. I do find that even though it's really nice getting those bonuses and what I've been using those bonuses for specifically from that is now to um, pay down my mortgage. So it's like an early mortgage payoff fund. So I've had $400, $500 a month extra that this is generating that I'm using to pay down my mortgage with. And I'm hopeful that if we can generate $20,000, dollars $50,000 from selling this thing, that I'll be able to throw another lump sum at our mortgage, which we personally actually haven't refinanced. So we haven't refinanced our mortgage because my intention is by the time my daughter is in her senior year in high school that we pay off entirely the mortgage with what I'm building up from the land business as well as from whatever city building kit can do for us. If you want to see the whole journey of city building kit, make sure to go back to all the quarterly updates that I'm going to link in the show notes. And then lastly, of course, is the land business. And um, that started from scratch. I'm very grateful for all of the people I've connected with. I, I've found the one of the big benefits of having been in this is I can just relate so much to other people that are doing the same, same thing. I've been masterminding with people and connecting with other investors and um, building friendships and doing business with people, which is completely different from my day job, which is so competitive in the landscape uh, where, where it's very difficult to get um, new business. And I've just really enjoyed that change of pace and the money as well that we're making on top of the relationships. To give you an idea in terms of, of what the recurring, what I like to call residual revenue. So there, there's two types of sales when it comes to the land business. Well, three, three of them, but we'll talk about two. One is a retail cash sale meaning that I go and I sell a property for cash to, to a Tom, Dick, or Harry that, that is looking to buy land and, and comes through our website. The other being owner financing, where 
we go and and I, as the owner, own the property, and then I am selling it to an individual who's making monthly payments. Very similar to cars in a lot of ways, except it's land that doesn't doesn't depreciate in value, at least most of the time. So when I talk about recurring residual revenue, some people like to call it passive. It is not <laughs> passive, not passive revenue or passive income. You have to work at it. Um, certain people are more residual, um, passive. Other people take more work. Every month, I probably have 20 or 30 people I have to follow up on whose payment bounces. This, this is uh, just this year. I really started paying close attention to those residuals and seeing how they're changing. Assuming people never default and that they that they um, pay on time. And so that number at the end of April 2020 was about $16,000. In May, end of May 2020, 19,000. End of June 2020, about 22,000. So in two months, we jumped up by 7,000 a month, 7,000 a month, just about, or 6,000 a month, I'm sorry, in two months. Uh, went up to about 23,000 by the end of July, went up to 24,000 by the end of August. And now as we're sitting here at the, the end of September, currently at about 26,000. So you can see I've really been able to scale and um, within a period of, of six months, perhaps I will be close to doubling that residual amount. Now that comes with an investment. I, I've invested literally thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars into this business. And there's a lot of expenses for it. I've used lines of credit to buy properties. I've used our usual, just plain old bank money that we're saving every month to buy properties. I've used 0% interest rate credit cards like we did with City Building Kit inspired by Amanda Liu to buy land. I've re recently gotten into tax liens where we buy, we buy um, unpaid property taxes with the, the uh, chance that we get um, interest. It's almost like a CD where you don't know when it's going to renew. If you listen back to the episode from season four with Joanne um, Musa, Musa um, she, she talked about tax liens quite a bit. Um, but one of my goals is to foreclose on properties. So worst case scenario, I get money back with interest. You can't actually lose money on tax liens if you pay a premium for them. If you don't pay a premium, then you are going to make money uh, either by acquiring a property and selling it or by um, earning interest uh, as they get redeemed and the person who owed the property taxes pays them back. And you can use this to acquire houses. You can use this to acquire land. You can use this to acquire mineral rights. Um, there's lots of different ways um, because there's property taxes on all of those things that people don't pay. Uh, we've, we've sunk a lot of money to all of those for the future as well as for the current. So I've now gotten something like 150 tax liens of which maybe 20 have redeemed. And so I have 130 outstanding. So if these people never pay back those property taxes, I could have 130 
new properties. In terms of, of um, the sales for the year, what's been interesting with the land business compared to many other businesses is people are wanting to get out of town. And so just imagine a curve, like a normal distribution curve where you start out at a certain number and it goes just goes up and then curves back down on the other side. And that's what my year in sales has looked like on the land business. We sold 18 in January, 20 in, in February, 21 in March, 35 in April, 38 in May, 26 in June, 23 in July, 25 in August, and for September, we, we're probably going to be at 18 again. So, But all of those numbers, so 222 properties sold this year. Last year, I did 112, so we've doubled what we've done. So you can imagine with all of the money I've invested and taken from different places, it's really paid off for me. And I feel very blessed uh, to do that. And I'm able to reinvest and reinvest and reinvest and reinvest, which is how these, these residual income stream has built up to the point that it's at now, because I don't need the money because I have my day job. And I've hired person after person after person after person to help me. So we've grown the team from just me to three virtual assistants to five virtual assistants to now I think we have six or seven of us in total. None are full-time employees, but uh, everyone is, is helping out with various aspects. Cons of, of um, doing everything and, and the way I'm doing it and the land business. So that's all the great things and, and the great things that are coming. The, the cons being that um, certainly it's taken a lot of time. Uh, my biggest pain point right now is my bookkeeping. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the bookkeeping. The bookkeeping's killing me. It's, um, it's been, been very um, frustrating to find a bookkeeper that could keep up with all of these sales and all this volume and all these things that I'm doing. Because it's a lot. It's a lot that, that we've had had uh, happening in multiple transactions. You can imagine with selling 18 to, to 30 properties, that's just the new stuff, not to mention the 210 people or however many people it is, excuse me, 212 people that are paying me monthly that we have to keep track of those payments. So um, whether it's people defaulting or late payments or um, payments coming in on time, we have to code each of those in in um, QuickBooks and stuff, which, which is a good problem to have, right? We got revenue coming in the door. This is a good thing. Um, but it's it's definitely taken more time, more effort, more energy, and more searching to find good bookkeeping for someone that can keep up with what we've been doing. Some of the other cons outside of time, outside of of the bookkeeping hassle, I would say about this business is it's um. It, it is changing where some areas and some counties that I had had success with for two, two and a half years, all of a sudden I'm getting priced out of. And when you're used to buying something for $1,000 and now you have to buy it for 
$2,200, that's a hard pill to swallow when you know that before you're able to sell it at about $4,000, and today it still sells at $4,000. So there's been a lot of margin compression that has happened, which uh, you might be saying, oh, poor you, you're still <laughs> making a couple grand. Uh, well, there's a risk you may not, right? This market may change, inventory comes back, and now we're, we're in a little bit of a pickle. So that is, is the annual update and, and the close to this season. My, um, my plans for the future is I'm going to keep on, on doing what we're doing in land. And hopefully, as time marches on, we'll be in an opportunity to really bless a lot of people. We're, we're hoping to be able to give a school, full, school, uh, full ride scholarship to our um, alma mater where we both graduated from and like six people from my family went. We're hoping to support uh, missionaries from our church, which we already are, but we want to double, triple, quadruple it uh, in the future. We want to be able to build a NICU in Africa and have it fully staffed because of what ha happened with our daughter. Uh, we want to be able to buy the old family homestead in Manchester, Washington on Deniston Lane which is on the Puget Sound, and my aunt is currently in there, and that property is probably worth a million bucks. So we want to be able to do that. We want to, of course, pay off our mortgage. We want to be able to send our, our kids to an amazing college without having to have them worry about taking out a ton of student loans. I think some student loans is actually a healthy thing in teaching financial responsibility, but not forty dollars or $50,000 a year building up that I'm not okay with. And I certainly don't want to co-sign on a loan for that, that amount and be responsible for it in case uh, our oldest daughter has, has problems with it. On a personal note, my youngest daughter, Evangeline, little miracle child, the, the one that, that really inspired me to be here with you today. She's doing wonderfully, all things considered. She's in second grade. We are having to get her some additional help. She has some developmental delays, but she's come so far, and she's she's um, quite a smiley girl. She's quite emotional, <laughs> that girl, which is, is partially my wife, I'm sure, partially who she is, partially, I think, some of the, the developmental delays. Um, so there's a lot of challenges there. So we want to be able to get her all the help she can get to be the best that she can be. Uh, my oldest daughter is now saying that she would love to be in medicine. If you listen back to the episode called My Daughter, I'll, I'll try and remember to link it here in the show notes. I've talked about a lot of episodes here. Uh, you heard me interview Gabby. I think this was in season two, which was, gosh, like four years ago now. Well, here she is, a sophomore in high school, and she says she wants to be a psychiatrist. And so um, she's looking at different schools, wants to go to John Hopkins. And I, I'm excited for her and her future. My wife, that you also heard me do an episode, I think it was at the end of season four, near the end of season four. I interviewed her and we talked about our journey and what physicians meant to us. She. Um, is continuing to pursue her, her music stuff. And she is also um, turning to, to missions work as something important to her. 
So who knows where that's going to lead us. Maybe one day we end up living overseas someplace, trying to make a difference out there. But I feel like I have a lot more to do before we, we get to that. So that's an update on me and uh, what, what we're doing and, and where we're going. Uh, I'm, I'm hopefully here before too long doing what I suggest to a lot of other people do, and that's buying a commercial building where I can office out of and own my office space rather than rent it. I'm hoping to maybe get into a self-storage facility or maybe more note investing or maybe funding other people's deals. I feel like I'm still on the learning curve for land stuff. I'm, I learn more stuff every day. So I feel like I have another year of seasoning there where by the time we get to a year from now, hopefully we should have so much revenue coming in that I can explore some of these other projects on top of being able to give and, and do some of the ways we want to impact the world. So with that, my friends, I encourage you to dream, to think, to explore and, and really see where you want to go and what your goals are and figure out how, what it's going to take to get there. Write it down. Each of these things that, that I've been able to do, I wrote down visions for them. You can see I, I've made very specific goals of things I want to do, and, and maybe I don't accomplish them all, but we're working towards it. And I, I hope and pray that this inspires you, that this podcast inspires you, that the guests give you things to think about and that they inspire you. And I would love to hear from you. It means so much to me to hear from the listeners in terms of understanding what kind of content would you like as, as we move forward? As I mentioned, there, there'd be certain things that I can talk about, certain, certain things I can't talk about, but you're certainly welcome to email me, dave at drfreedompodcast.com. That's all spelled out. So it's not D-R, it's D-O-C-T-O-R. Dave at drfreedompodcast.com. It means so much to hear from you, hear what you think, let me know some of your favorite episodes, what you'd like to hear of more in the, the coming years as we move forward and i wish you health i wish you happiness and remember my friends remember to slash your debt slash your taxes and live a liberated lifestyle